once you accept, yeah, food makes me feel things, like just accept that principle. Mm -hmm. And then you start looking at how different foods make you feel. I think it becomes pretty straightforward. We're about to get very real, a little silly, and you're going to freaking love it. I'm Saren, body image and self-relationship coach, lifestyle, aka everything cute and inspirational, entrepreneur, Pilates and yoga instructor, and spirituality-loving person. Let's get real. We all think the same things. We all have those crazy thoughts. The Soul Speak podcast is here so that we can allow ourselves to have those weird, awkward, unheard of conversations that no one ever talks about and prove that they are normal. Topics on judgment, comparison, inner criticism, sex, lifestyle, and spirituality all will be found right here on this podcast. Each episode, guests and I will not only bring you new ways of thinking, but also bring light into your life all together. Now let's speak soul. Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode 13 of Soul Speak, the podcast. It is also Earth Day today when I am recording this intro. I did this interview a little while back, and I am so excited for you to listen to it. I mentioned that it's Earth Day because I'm looking at this plant that I literally just killed the other day, and it's terrible. But I love the earth, and I'm so sorry, my plants. I love you very much. But more importantly, today I have a wonderful guest on the show. Her name is Talia Pollock. She is a speaker, writer of her upcoming book with Penguin Random House, and she is the creator of PartyInMyPlants.com. This is where she helps people take the hell out of healthy living. Through her top-ranked Party In My Plants podcast, her sought-after coaching, and LOL cooking videos and recipes, which have been seen on outlets such as... Get ready for this. The Dr. Oz Show. Talia proves that it is practical and possible to be your best self without the BS. And you all know what BS stands for. She's a holistic health coach from the Institute of Integrative Nutrition, a speaker, a plant-based nutrition expert through Cornell University, and a health supportive chef from the renowned Natural Gourmet Institute. She has made it her mission to help others eat more plants so that they can live a life as epic as a party. She lives in Brooklyn, New York City with her new husband and plant-loving pup. Also, she was a comedian. She has a lot going on, guys, and she is wonderful. So I can't wait for you to listen, and let's dive in. Okay, so I cannot explain how excited I am to have you um, here because I love everything that you're doing and I, I just love it. I love food. I love nutrition. I love talking about relationship to food and body and all of that stuff. So you are just like a goddess, like, right. You are exactly who I want on this podcast. Oh, thank you. Thanks so much. Of course. So why don't you just start by telling everyone who you are, what you do and, where you started, how you got to where you are now. Oh, no big deal. Just, just that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. No Get back to me, write a little, I'll give you some time to write a book and then, um, you can come back and talk about it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I'm Talia Pollock. I run a business called Party in My Plants, where the whole purpose is what I say to take the hell out of healthy living. And 
I fuse with Party in My Plants my deep passion for humor and comedy and my expertise and personal experience and also passion for wellness. And it becomes one and it's my, um, my baby and the thing that I do. And I'm so incredibly thrilled that I get to do it. I started way back in the day um, wanting to be a comedian. That's what I was trying to do through college. And at the same time, I had debilitating stomach issues, which then fed into you know, all sorts of funky immunity issues and anxiety and depression. And I mean, I had one 300th of the amount of energy back then than I had now and the amount of confidence and the amount of joy in my daily life. I just felt like crap all the time. So I was trying to be this comedian because I just loved communicating truths to people and laughing at shared universal struggles. And I just loved it so, 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 so much. But at the same time, I was feeling like crap every single day. And I went on this like epic journey over eight years to try to figure out what was wrong with me. You know, went to all these gastroenterologists and naturopathic doctors and nutritionists. How many colonoscopies have you had? I actually never did a colonoscopy. This was many, many years ago. And I don't think that was even suggested to me. What? Have you had an endoscopy? No. What? But I I pooped in a lot of buckets. I am in, okay. I am in shock. Yeah. We did. I did a lot of like, oh my gosh, stuff like that, like breath tests, poop tests. Oh my God. Like I will say something, by the way, I hate that word. Everyone that I know knows I hate that. That's, it's just, it's not, you can say it as much as you want, but the P word, I cannot. I can't say it. Why? I don't know why, don't know why but all right. Sorry. <laughs> I, I interrupted asking that just because we oh, have a yeah. lot to talk about and we'll talk about it soon. But um, I think we have a lot more in common. Oh, yeah. No, we can <laughs> talk about it now. Well, I want you to finish telling about okay. yourself. <laughs> all right, fine. So I did all this stuff. Couldn't figure out what was wrong with me. Pooping in buckets. <laughs> Shooting in buckets. Um, <laughs> all sorts of stuff, couldn't figure out what was wrong with me. And it all came to a head my junior year of college when I was living in LA for my quote unquote semester abroad. I, yeah, that was abroad in California. (laughs) Um, I was in school in New York. So I don't know. We went across the country, called it abroad, but I was interning at Happy Madison, which is Adam Sandler's production company, having the time of my life, but feeling like crap. And I discovered in LA at the time, the booming wellness industry. And, you know, I, I started spinning and I started going to all these holistic healers that gave me all these supplements that said they would cure my parasites. And I started doing colonics and all this stuff that I'd never heard of before, just out of complete desperation to try to feel livable every day. Cause it was, it was misery. And, um, after one day of like going to one of these, like, places that was giving me all these herbs to clear all my parasites and my problems and everything. I was um, paying for them. And I said to the receptionist, I'm hungry. And she said, oh, go across the street to this place called Planet Raw and get the coconut smoothie. So I just went across the street, ordered the coconut smoothie, which was from, uh, this was like this really hippie dippy, like weird neon lights, like incense, like the most hippie place ever. And I asked for the coconut smoothie. This um, dreadlock dude hands it to me and I say, oh, I'm so sorry. I can't have dairy. 
because it was this white creamy drink. And he's like, sweetie, this is vegan. <laughs> and then a whole band started playing in the background and you're in a musical. <laughs> That's exactly what happened. Except I was like, what's vegan? I had no idea. Mm. I had n- I'd never heard that word before. It wasn't cool. It wasn't popular. Ellen DeGeneres didn't talk about it. Beyonce didn't talk about it. Natalie Portman yeah. didn't talk about it. It was not a thing that I had ever heard of. So I didn't want to cause a scene. I took the smoothie. I sat outside and I drank it because I was like, I mean, whatever. Everything hurts my stomach anyway. Blah, blah, blah. I drank it. And it was the first time in over eight years that something I consumed did not make me feel like, wow. wow. <laughs> I was like, what can I say? Because you don't yeah. like the P word. No. <laughs> and I'm like, whatever. okay, what is this vegan thing? I'm diving in. Yeah. And I went overnight. I kept going to this restaurant. I you know, drank all the green juice Kool-Aid. I educated myself on- Do you what remember the what the name of this is. restaurant is? Yeah, it was called Planet Raw. Planet Raw. And it's right, no longer there. It's oh. no longer, I know. I'm, it's, uh, we actually, I actually went back to LA like a few years ago and it's some other restaurant now, but I stood outside on that, right in front of that bench and I like relived this moment that oh. completely transformed my life. Yeah. It's oh. really cool, but- sad that it's no longer there. Yeah. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so I went back to school because my semester abroad ended and I was killing it. I was feeling amazing eating all these plants. I was raw vegan at the time, pumping myself with green juice, dehydrating stuff. Woohoo. Yeah. But Syracuse <laughs> where I was is freezing. Like it once snowed on my birthday on April 27th. <laughs> like mm, yeah. mm-hmm. so it just wasn't sustainable. Yeah. Trans- I transferred to like being just vegan. Um, And at the time, because this way of life was so foreign to society, I felt so foreign to society. So I felt like a complete social outcast. I felt so ashamed, so insecure, so embarrassed, but I physically felt so much better, but I did not know how to like eat this way and be this way while also being a normal member of society. So I deactivated from my sorority. I stopped dating. I stopped going out. I started taking online classes from like my on-campus apartment. So I didn't have to like show my face because I was just so insecure. And I graduated feeling amazing, but I had no friends and was completely bummed out and depressed. So basically I made it my mission from that point forward to have to figure out how to not compromise your happiness for your health. Cause that's some BS. Mm-hmm. And that's really where my party of my plants was born, fusing my passion for comedy with my experience eventually figuring out how to be healthy and a normal member of society. <laughs> I love that. I literally love that story. So what was the first thing that you did to initiate it, to initiate party of my plants? The business itself. Yeah. Just to kind of, when you decided, you know, this is where I, this is what I want to share with people. What did you do? What was the, did you make a video? What did you do? What did you share hmm. first? I don't even remember. I remember. How did you start? How did you I start remember, Okay. So I remember I was working at David Letterman and you have and all these having casual a- things like yeah. I was interning at blah, 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 and working at that's awesome. Yeah, it was really, really fun. And it yeah. was I mean, I got to stand in 
on every show, just watch this match. Oh my made. God. Yeah, it was a blast. And I was, and I basically my job was to pump up the audience every day. So I would, oh. you know, hey guys, like we got to laugh, you know, that kind of stuff. It was, but like no cell phones. Um, <laughs> so it was, it was really fun. But I remember telling myself like, okay, you can't just keep having one foot in, you know, comedy and entertainment, but then the other foot in wellness, because I kept doing like Letterman and stand up, but then I would also be training to be a holistic health coach and going to this plant-based culinary school in New York. So I kept like trying to coexist in these two worlds that just did not work together. I mean, the comedy stand-up comedy scene is like night owls, with beer, cigarettes, and like chicken wings. And then like the wellness world is like, rise with the sun and drink your green juice, like totally polar opposites. So I remember just giving myself like an ultimatum, like either you're going to keep going in comedy and just like keep your wellness for yourself, or you're gonna, you know, go into wellness. And I just couldn't do the wellness thing without bringing the comedy with me. So I remember one day I was just like, how could they, no one's, doing both. Like, I don't, this doesn't exist. Everyone's so serious about health and wellness and it's so elitist and so all or nothing. And so, so I remember I just one day came up with party in my plants. I don't know where it came from. It was just like a bolt of lightning. I looked on all the interweb things. No one had that handle or website or anything. Grabbed it. And then I think I just started a website. Oh, I went to JCPenney at the mall in Connecticut and did a photo shoot where like families will do like oh your- my god that's so <laughs> funny <laughs> I didn't know how to get photos yeah. so I did like that's one of the so Jason photo shoots <laughs> and just like started a website and I oh my god yeah and then I love I- that yeah. that's so that's awesome so what kind of content did you start producing then just recipes or blog posts or what I think I started with blog posts Instagram okay. didn't exist at the time so I think I just started writing a blog and I started writing a newsletter right away um which I would at the time it was I was taking after my experience at David Letterman so I'd write he used to do every night like a top 10 countdown for like 10 reasons salsa is great or whatever. And then I would, in my newsletter also like every week be like 10 reasons, like you're making healthy eating way too hard or 10 things I love about bananas. Um, so I started putting out content like that and then quickly started doing YouTube videos as well because I love being on stage. I love performing and I, you know, podcasts weren't really a thing then either. So I was like, gotta do videos. So I started really hard with those two things. Yeah. I love that. And I love what it's grown into now. So many different things and so many different places you've been and where you've shared all of this. And it's really, really so cool. And I love it because (laughs) I love talking about food and I'm sure you're the same, but I just, honestly, my bliss is walking through a grocery store. I love looking at food. I love talking about food. I just love working with food. So I was like stalking your recipes earlier. I literally love all of those. And um, actually, I wanted to ask you, I put two and two together kind of. So I saw a recipe for Lockies. And then I was like, oh. her name is Talia. She must be Jewish. I'm a Jew. I knew it. Me too. Okay. <laughs> nice. So yes. And so it's hilarious though, because before this, I did another podcast. I just interviewed someone like an hour and a half ago and I realized they're from Israel. They're Jewish. 
I'm like, what is this? Squish day? I I don't know. It's attracting the tribe today. It's I am. It's like tribe Jews for Wednesday, whatever date this is. But it's just it's just funny. But anyway, I love that. So I love it. I love it all. And I asked about um, so we definitely have a lot to talk about here because I also have a history with IBS, whatever. I have ulcerative colitis. So um I've had, I think, like nine colonoscopies. That's why I asked because I was like, oh, she's got to be up there with me. Mm -mm. Oh, guess not. (laughs) Sorry. Man, that sounds rough. It is. It is rough, but I've learned to love going under. I love, (laughs) I love going to sleep for some reason. It's great. You know, you got to look at it the glass half full. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So I can totally relate to just that whole relationship with food and the relationship with, I mean, even something as simple as, and I'm sure it happens with you still, like when you just want to eat what you want to eat and then people ask like, why don't you want this? Or like, do you want to go here? Why aren't you eating right now? Or whatever. And it's just, it's finding a middle between that. And that's what you help people with is finding that middle, being okay with just where you're at and being okay with it because it's definitely when you are the minority and when you are consciously eating, which a lot of society doesn't do mm. consciously anything, it's, you feel <laughs> like you're a, like a alien. Yeah. An outcast. Totally. I mean, I think a lot, a lot, a lot of it comes down to just having that inner confidence to just own your healthy habits. Like if you just own them wholeheartedly and don't let people's looks or questions or passive aggressive weird comments penetrate you then you're good and even so like if like at um potlucks or events if i'm just like bringing my food and i'm just happy and confident. I just put them down with the rest of the unhealthy food. Like that assertiveness and that confidence will often not even allow me to get questions. Like at, at this point, I just stand so firm in who I am and the way that I eat, unlike how I was in college um, when I was so insecure that like, it's not even really an issue before. So first I think it's like really about doing that like inner work of just like really getting clear with yourself and committing to the way that you want to live and eat. And then the outside stuff kind of changes itself. Yeah. No, I totally agree because I know, I know for myself as well, like it's, it's hard. It's hard at first, but you really do. You have to own it. You just have Mm -hmm. to own, and it's anything that you're doing. You just have to own it because then it doesn't, you don't even think about what anyone else is thinking and you don't care because it's, it's exactly you, your life. Exactly. What do they care? Like, what do they care? No one cares. A thousand percent. And if they do care, if they are saying something, I really believe it's their issue. Yeah. They're not, you're reminding them that they're not taking care of themselves the way that they know in their gut that they should be. So if you're bringing a salad to work and everyone else at work is bring, is eating Taco Bell and they're like, why do you have your salad? Like they're just feeling in themselves, shit, like I wish... I had the strength to eat a salad and not this crappy Taco Bell that's making me feel lousy. Like their judgment at you is really judgment at themselves that they're directing at you and you're reminding them of that. So I really hope that that helps people like not take comments or looks or whatever 
personally because it's really about the person that's saying it, not about you. You're just reminding them of what they're not doing to honor themselves. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that could be put in any context, like with anything, any situation, because then when you see that, when you realize that you can find compassion for that person and you can kind of take that anger or you could take that judgment that you have towards them and put it away because Mm -hmm. it's, 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 you know, when it comes down to it, we're all people, right. And they're just, they're just looking at you and responding in whatever way that their internal system is having them respond. But when you can see that you can find the compassion for them and know, and just, own what you're doing even more. Walk on the runway. Yes. Strut your stuff. (laughs) And strut your stuff. Exactly. So I'm sure that in the beginning you had to do a lot of discipline. So where did you find, how did you find that like relationship, that new relationship with food, you know, because I'm sure you had like a bliss before of cake or I don't know, something that you loved and you kind of had to stop eating. So (laughs) how did you start finding that new relationship? My thing was Cold Stone Creamery. Uh, That was my cake. My first job ever. ice cream did you get? Um, the cake batter. Oh, okay. Cake batter is good. I like the, um, I can never, oh, I think it's called Roland something. It has like cinnamon and cake and nuts in it. You know what I'm talking about? Mm. No, I should oh, know. Oh, I mean, I was good. like employee of the year at my Cold Stone. Yeah, that oh was my God, first Congratulations. Job. It was, <laughs> thanks. It was so fun. I loved it. I mean, A, I was singing all the time for the, when you got the tips in the tip jar. B, I was eating endless ice cream, endless free ice cream. And C, <laughs> I was giving people the thing that makes people the happiest of yeah. all things. Ice so it was great. Cream. But yeah. then I OD'd and then I became lactose intolerant and ice cream did not feel very good anymore. So that was my, you know, my thing. But to answer your question seriously, for me, it really came down to noticing and realizing that food makes us feel stuff. Like we don't just eat things and just like feel willy nilly a feeling later. The way we physically feel in our body is not arbitrary. Food makes us feel stuff. So are you saying emotionally or physically? I'm saying physically right now. Okay. And that's how I was able to quite easily, I'd say, transition my diet because I started noticing, hey, this food makes me feel amazing. This food doesn't. So it's really easy for me to eat this food because I want to feel amazing. And it's quite simple and easy for me to not eat this food because it makes me feel like crap and I don't want to feel like crap. So when I really started to tune into the fact that different foods make me feel different things, it was really easy to just start eating the foods that made me feel amazing because why would I ever choose foods that don't? Now, of course, there are some times where I do choose the foods that don't make me feel amazing, but that's a conscious choice. So if I want to just feel sluggish on the couch um, and like watch a movie on a Friday night, like that'll be a conscious choice in my mind. Like, okay, I'm going to eat this pizza or this pizza and then ice cream or whatever, but like, I'm going to have a low key night and I'm like, fine to put on like sweatpants because I'll probably be bloated and feel lousy. But it's a conscious choice. I don't just throw food in my body arbitrarily anymore. And that was really the turning point for me. And that's really what made it easy to transition into a, you know, plant-packed diet. 
Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, from you just saying that to me, it sounds like, all right, you're really tapped into your intuition. You're really tapped into what you feel because that, I mean, you say it like it's easy, but it's, it's not easy to a lot of people as you I'm sure know. It's, it's really not just to know like, Hey, this makes me feel like crap, like shit, but I'm, I'm going to still eat it because this is what I want. So it, it comes to that mind over matter. And the fact that you're like, Nope, that's, that makes me feel terrible. And I want this and I'm just going to keep following that. Cause it makes me feel good. You're really, really locked into that like intuitive part of you. I think everybody is capable of that. A hundred percent. I think Definitely. it's a choice. Honestly, I think it's just like you make the choice to tune into how food makes you feel. And once you see it, you can't unsee it. I mean, when I first met my husband over six years ago, like he wasn't thinking this way. He didn't go about life thinking about how different foods made him feel and then started eating accordingly. But um, now, and, and not even now, like few years into it, he stopped really eating a lot of meat. Like his friends would go out with him and he, they'd all, you know, eat their like big steak dinners and whatever else you eat at a steakhouse. And he'd come home and feel like crap for like three days. And so he started to notice, cause with me, he would just eat mostly plants or fish or whatever. And he started to notice the contrast. Wow. When I go out with my friends and drink beer and eat meat and whatever and chicken wings or whatever, I feel terrible. Normally, I don't. Hum. And then he just started, you know, making that obvious connection. So once he started going out with his friends he, and he saw the chicken wings on the table, he would limit himself or just not have it because he now knew how he would feel as a consequence. And I mean, this was all like, I didn't coach him through this. It was just, I guess he just started noticing. I think once you accept yeah, food makes me feel things. Like just accept that principle. Mm-hmm. And then you start looking at how different foods make you feel. I think it becomes pretty straightforward. It is. It is definitely. I mean, it's true because it's also like it's energy, right? Someone yeah. said that to me once and that was like a huge turning point for me because when you think of it that way, it's basically like gasoline. It's like yeah. when I think of those, yeah, when you think of the times that you stuff peanut butter, like I do often, not often, but that's like my, if I have too much peanut butter in the house, that'll be my, like sometimes my, uh, whatever the word is, I can't think of it. But the point is I could easily eat out of the jar of peanut butter. and. Oh, yeah. Think about that. That's just like, that's what you're putting in your system to work. You work your body like oil. Like, no, it's just clogging you. What are you doing Mm -hmm. when you're doing that? And it's definitely, and the reason though I ask though, because I, and not like arguing at all, but I just am really curious because I, so my background is I talk a lot about disordered eating because I like had this chronic illness and I had this crazy relationship to food and um, I, you know, somehow developed this bulimic pattern and it came with like throwing up from the chronic illness and all of that stuff. But um, I still like there was the, my relationship to food was a lot of like emotional of feeling like I needed it when I needed to, or when I wanted to block something out, when I was too stressed with something or like overwhelmed with school or whatever, Mm -hmm. it was usually like my go-to to block things out. And as humans, we just do that. Sometimes it depends what it is. It could be reading, it could be shopping, it could be drinking. And we all have that kind of thing like 
it's about replacing it with positive blockages basically. But (laughs) that's my, that was my thing. And you know, it's still, it'll still come up for me. And it's, Mm -hmm. it's, it's a thing where you have to see it though. You have to be conscious of it. And then you can choose differently. You choose differently. Yes. But like I, for me though, like I'm saying, I, I know when, you know, I know how food makes me feel, but sometimes it's really, really hard when, you know, you have to find that middle ground between the emotion and the knowledge of it. Because like, I know how eating a giant thing of peanut butter is going to make me feel. And then there have been times, not as much like anymore, but where I'll just go and do it because my emotions take over. And so what, like, do you have clients ever that kind of have situations like that? Oh, I have situations like that. Yeah. Oh, all the time. (laughs) I know. So what, I mean, what is your response to that? What do you, that emotion versus, you know what I mean? It's like, it's, it's very easy. It's so easy to know, like, like there's streaks, of course, but it's all about Mm -hmm. choosing again. It's all about knowing it's freaking going to come up. It's going to come up. And so it's just about choosing differently and moving forward when you do it. <laughs> exactly. It's about, I, for me, okay. So I have a few things that I'm thinking as you're saying this first, Spill it again, out. it's about, it's about conscious. It's, it's about being conscious and being aware. So there are times like, for example, I just finished my book of like a month ago, I handed it in. And the last month or two months leading up to it. I had gotten married, gone on a honeymoon, come back, and now had to finish my book that I had been away from for the three months of like wedding eve, honeymoon stuff. Okay. And I was in the most stressful period I've been in in years. And I found myself doing a lot of what you're saying. And what I would do is I would notice it and I would give myself empathy and I would laugh about it. So like, I remember a few instances, one very vividly dates are like my equivalent to what you're describing as your peanut butter. I, medjool dates, whoa, Nelly. But what about Time. dates in peanut butter? Oh, girlfriend? that's, that's what it is. That's freaking what you got to do. Oh. Well, yeah. So one night we went to dinner, I come home and I'm like, I'm just going to have like a date with, I have this chocolate tahini, which is also great. Oh, I've never tried chocolate tahini. It's freaking amazing. Okay. Tahini and bananas, by the way, frozen. Do you like? Ooh, I've never had that. Oh God. Go and dunk a banana into tahini, freeze it and eat it. Tahini frozen is delicious. Ooh. It's like it's, it's thick and anyway, go mm, ahead. Okay. I love that. <laughs> and I like came home. I'm like, I'm just going to have one date with chocolatini. And so I like go to the kitchen, I prepare it and I just eat it in like one second. And then I proceed to eat like eight more dates with chocolatini standing in the counter behind my husband who was watching TV. So he wouldn't see me. I finished the container and I sit down on the couch and I'm like, whoa, like what just happened? Like yeah. I just did that. Oh my God. Fog. And yeah. And, that, and I was just like, I, I've been so stressed. I'm so overwhelmed. I just wanted this food in me. It felt so good. It was happy and fun. And I'm like, that was weird. I haven't done that in a while. Yeah. Whoops. It's okay. Whatever. It happens. Fine. And then I just had to like overload myself with empathy and understanding that like I'm in a stressful period. Shit 
it happens. I'm fine. This doesn't have to be a big thing. You know, we're just going to trug forward the next day. All's good. One foot in front of the next. And you just kind of have to talk yourself down from the ledge, but it's going to happen to everyone. And I think it's about being as aware as possible. So there are some times where like, I'm about to go into that bag of popcorn, like hardcore. And I can pause for a second and be like, look what you're about to do. Are you sure you want to do this? Are you sure? And then you can kind of, I can sometimes stop myself. But other times, if I don't have that pause, if I'm just so stressed or so busy and I'm like, mom, 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 in my mouth, and then I notice it happened as I'm throwing the empty bag of popcorn in the trash, which is something that actually happened yesterday, I'm just like, whoops, that was weird. Okay, fine. I, I, my heart is just touching your heart right now. I feel you. Yes. I mean, and it's so true and it's all, it's like, and we're constantly learning with it because it's really, it's not about the action. It's about the reaction. It really is. Exactly. And and yesterday must've been an interesting day for everyone because this is hilarious that we're talking today too, because like, I think that we scheduled this quite a while ago and I haven't, you know, I've been in a lot of change too. And let's just say like, you know, I moved to a different place and the last couple of months have been like five months have just been totally hectic and great, but you know, a lot of change. And so the eating has come up for me a lot and it's like almost like I'm rehealing, rehealing it to like put the bolt on it in a way. And, um, it hasn't happened in a while. And, So I kind of stopped, like right after I moved, I started doing it a lot and I noticed it because I'm living on my own and what do I do when I'm living on my own? And you know, you come home and, oh, there's food, so I'll just eat. And then, so I kind of took control of that. But yesterday, I, I don't know where this came from either. Yesterday I was, you know, I had a good day and I was kind of feeling tired and then I was feeling overwhelmed and I have not done this in so long, but I, I wanted some frozen yogurt. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to go get frozen yogurt and it's okay because I want the frozen yogurt. But after that, it triggered me. And for whatever reason, I'm like, I, I just want something else. And I know, you know, this exact feeling where there is that pause, like you said, and there's sometimes that you choose. No, you, you literally, you take over that. And you're like, I'm going to do something else. I'm going to do something else. And knowing the power that you have, that you can, you can go do something else. Mm -hmm. And then sometimes you do choose and sometimes you don't. And Mm -hmm. yesterday I did not. I went next door at this grocery store and I got Oreos and I got kettle chips and I ripped those babies open in the car and was eating them on the way home to my apartment, knowing what I was doing, Mm -hmm. knowing that I have, there have been other times where I have chosen differently and I totally could have done that. And I knew what I was doing. And I, of course, felt terrible after I felt like in a daze, you know, how you feel Mm. when you overeat and you're basically stuffing garbage in your body. And this, this kind of thing I haven't done in months in a long time. And so really it's like, it's, it's really about looking at it though. It's about taking a look because it's, you know, I could have really punished myself afterwards. And I decided to literally freaking like, I got a coloring book and I started coloring and I turned on beautiful music and it's just, 
it's it's about that. But it's awesome. It comes up. It's, oh yeah. And it comes up, and it's everyone listening needs to know that just like it comes up, it happens, and maybe it's not food for them, right? Like maybe it's something else, but yeah. it comes up. Definitely. And my whole philosophy is that it's, it's your most of the time that matters most, you know? So for me, because my, my, my thing is all about eating more plants and just so everyone's listening, I never really, I haven't added this properly and organically into my full spiel yet, my whole story, but I, since after being vegan for all that time have shifted into pescatarian, if you want to put a label (laughs) on it. I just always, I need to find a seamless way to you know, organically add that, but so wait, I, I pescatarian. Maybe I'm. What is pescatarian? Does that? Uh, make- it's basically like vegetarian with fish. Okay, that's because like you mentioned fish. And fish. Yes, you yeah. mentioned fish, and then you don't have beer. Do you have beer? <laughs> beer? Oh, yeah, beer. Wine. I personally don't drink beer because it just makes me feel like crap. Yeah. I drink plenty of wine. Yeah, okay. um, and some <laughs> spirits. Spirits. Um, okay. okay. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very balanced. Yes. But what I was what I was really saying is that for me, I just care that people eat more plants than they do the Oreos and the kettle chips. So if the beginning part of your day yesterday was like plant party central, then like that gives you even leeway to not freak out that you had Oreos and Froyo or you know the kettle stuff later. Like it's for me, it's, it's about the most of the time. And so I think that most of the time mentality can also help people take moments where you eat a whole bag of popcorn or whatever happens and not be like, Oh, well, Oh, I'm off the wagon. Here's, I just got off the wagon. I dropped the ball. I'm gone because there's no like wagon to be on when your whole thing is just like eating more plants than you do like other things that aren't as helpful. You know what I mean? I think that's been a real help for me as well. Yeah. Yeah. And it's also, you know, about balance because if you don't allow yourself, like there's different periods of life, obviously, but you just need to allow yourself to eat what you want to eat because if you're very restrictive and it is about the most of the time, because if you're restrictive and you're not going to let yourself have a piece of cake at dinner, you know, if you eat cake or whatever you have, like, Give yourself that so that you don't go off the deep end. A million percent. I mean, that that was a lot of how I tran- you know, why I transitioned from ve- veganism was wonderful. It served me great because it pumped my body with all this fresh plants and produce that changed my health. It, it saved it saved me. It turned me around. But then I just wanted to live more easily, and now it's just like pretty chill. I just eat more plants. I eat the cake, drink the wine. As long as I have a lot of plants, I'm good. Yeah. And you're happy about it. I love it. And you're helping people with it. So what kind of people come to you? People, what do they usually want? What are they looking for? So a lot of peeps come to me who really just want to eat more plants in their real everyday lives. So I find that there's certain people that make diet and food and wellness like their life. And then there's other people that want to use the food and the wellness stuff to enhance their life. And that's what I love to help people do. So these people aren't like 
wellness nuts, health nuts. They're just peeps that want to feel better at work or feel better with their kids and, you know, know that upping their plant consumption or, you know, chilling out more. A lot of what we talk about is mentality can really help them just be a better mom, husband, wife, daughter, worker, cat, and cat. Dog. Mermaid. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I'm not even, I'm allergic to cats. I don't even know why I said cat. Oh. <laughs> Are you allergic to dogs? I am definitely not allergic to oh, dogs. Good. I That's love good. little doggies. And why don't you tell the audience what your dog's <laughs> name is? <laughs> Tommy. Tommy. What kind of dog so is it? Fresh. He's a golden doodle. Oh, love. Is he on your website somewhere? I feel like I saw him. Is he what? On your website somewhere? Oh, he's on the freaking homepage. Oh, maybe that's where I saw. I remember yeah, seeing he's right there. Yeah, there he is. Oh, <laughs> how old is he? Now he's three. Three years old. So cute. And congratulations on your recent wed. Thanks. Recently a married woman. Yeah. <laughs> where? What state did you get married in? In New York, where we live. New York. Okay, cool. Nice. All right. Well, so we got kind of off track there when I said cats, I guess. But um, so I also wanted to ask about your recipes. So um, I love them all. I love this kind of stuff. And you create so many of them. So how do you stay on the creative bandwagon? How do you constantly create? How do you stay you know, because you make videos, you make, you do all this stuff. How do you keep yourself motivated to do all that? Hmm. How do I keep myself motivated? Well, it's really about making things that I want to eat in my life. You know, so if I'm craving something, I want to make it and I want to figure out the healthiest way to make it. Or if I go to a restaurant and they make something amazingly, I would like to make that for myself. So then I can try to recreate that at home. You know, so it's a lot of just like what, what I like sharing it with you. <laughs> yeah. 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 And I'm, you know, I go through spurts. So like right now, because I did just finish my first book, my first cookbook, I'm really in a dry spell of creating recipes. I really just want to eat simply. I want to eat like a routine, you know, set of food. I just, I don't want to really think about creating recipes. So right now I'm, you know, in a dry spell. I'm in a hiatus of creating, but I'm sure in a bit I will be like, all right, let's get back in there and have some fun. But it comes and goes, you know? Yeah, definitely. So I know you mentioned your book, a couple times and we talked about it. So I want you to talk about it more. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what would you like to know? I would like to know what it's called, when it's coming out, what's in it and all that good stuff. Okay. So it is called Party in Your Plants. And I just got the official publishing date yesterday. It is March 10th, 2020, <gasps> which is like a million years from now, but that's, It'll go so it'll, quickly. That's what everyone says. <laughs> <laughs> kind of like our wedding. I feel like it's like I now have like a new wedding date. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> kind date. of. That's um, cool. It's really, really exciting because I've always wanted to be an author. I, I in my home, this little apartment in New York, I have like hundreds of books. I mean, I'm, I'm just obsessed with books. I think they're an amazing way to inspire people. Like I look at books on my shelf and I just feel inspired based on what I know I've already read inside that book. It just triggers an inspiration or joy or, you know, a smile. So 
I'm so thrilled and stoked that I get to add my book to someone's shelf. And so it's basically a cookbook lifestyle guide where I'm helping people figure out how to eat more plants in their real everyday lives. So it's actually broken down into uh, situations, not like breakfast, lunch, dinner, but like what to make when you're tailgating, what to make when it's game night, what to make for a potluck. And it's really like helping you figure out how to healthify yourself in very specific situations where it's often stressful or complicated or annoying or challenging to eat healthfully. Mm, I love that. That's going to be a very popular book. Thanks. <laughs> I sure hope so. <laughs> I love it. Um, so what are you most excited for then with that? Are you going to do a book tour? Are you going to, do you have all these ideas or what's going to be that for you? I have a ton of ideas, but <laughs> nothing has been fleshed out yet. So, I mean, I, I'm still, I'm right now I'm editing what my editor, you know, so I sent her 90,000 words. It's supposed to be like 60. Um, so she had fun cutting that down. And then she sent me back like 11,000 edits. So now I'm working my way through those edits. So we're, once we finish this and finalize the cover and all that, then I'll start planning a really fun, hopefully, tour um, across the country because I've built this amazing wonderful group of audience members throughout the U.S. and beyond. And I haven't really connected with them IRL. I mean, we hang out on my podcast and on Instagram and stuff, but I'm really excited to have a physical thing that can oh bring me closer to other humans in the flesh. That'll be so fun. That's just a bunch of groups of people hanging out. That'll be yeah. so fun. And, and it doesn't hurt that my brand is all about parties, so I can just throw a bunch of parties. Exactly. They sh it should be like a potluck. You should have a challenge or something where they all make one of their your favorite recipes from your blog or their own or whatever, and they bring it. Writing that down. That would be really fun. Okay. <laughs> You're welcome. No one will steal the idea because <laughs> and because it only works with party in your plants. So. <laughs> exactly. So is there anything else that you feel like you want to share with everyone that you thought of during this conversation? I don't know. I feel like there's so much to talk about. <laughs> well, something that I didn't really get to dive into that yeah. I will that I'm happy to share is that for me, I, through my life experience, it's not just been about the food. So where I left off in college, where I ate all this food and felt healthier than ever, but more depressed than ever, eventually that depressed anxiety, ugh, I don't fit in. This is stressful. I'm bringing my own food to restaurants. Ugh, eh, um, overrode actually the health benefits of the food. And I think this is so important that everybody understand that the mindset in which you eat the healthy food can affect you even more than that healthy food. So if you're stressed out while eating Brussels sprouts, you are going to hinder your body's ability to digest and assimilate the nutrition in those Brussels sprouts, rendering them like almost useless. 
Okay, so that is why I am so passionate about getting people to actually want to eat more plants in their life and to do it with a smile. Because if you're not, if you're white knuckling kale, that is not helping you be healthy. You're better off smiling and eating an Oreo than like resentfully eating kale. And I am, I just think that people listening ought to just digest that and to do what they want with it. I love that. Oh, that makes me smile. I digested it so happily. <laughs> Good. <laughs> no digestive enzymes needed. Oh, yes. Perfect. I don't need to take a probiotic or anything tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> um, I totally agree. I, I can't remember where I heard that for the first time, but I heard basically that and it made so much sense. It's so true. And sometimes I'll find myself like when you come home and you're very, very hungry and you just want to eat whatever is in your fridge, but you want to eat an actual meal. And I'll find myself literally one day I had this like head of cauliflower in my fridge and I was just ripping it with my hands, like trying to rip the cauliflower. (laughs) And I'm like, what am I doing? I'm like an animal. This is just going (laughs) everywhere. And this is not like energetically being prepared well. And Mm -hmm. Um, are you familiar with Ayurveda? I'm sure you are. Yeah. So that's, they talk a lot about that. Like, mm-hmm. you know, your food is energy. So how you prepare it is like sacred. It's yeah. Sacred a thousand percent. It's true. So where can everyone find you? Party in my plants, baby. Just, you know, partyinmyplants.com. <laughs> the party in my plants podcast, where I have a weekly podcast chatting about all this fun stuff. Party in my plants on Instagram, YouTube. Just you know, party my plants. <laughs> party in my plants. Okay. Sounds good. Well, thank you so much for coming on, Talia. I loved this conversation. <laughs> Thanks for having me. If you all love that episode just as much as I did, you can go follow Talia. All of her links are in the show notes. And I would love if you left a review or some beautiful stars on the podcast and iTunes so I can keep having these wonderful guests and these wonderful thoughts and ideas and people on this show. Thank you so much for listening, and I'll talk to you next time. Kisses.